What have been, so when we think about King or things like that, Kingdom, what have been some other things, just whether it be related to movies or anything in general, when you are meeting a stranger, having gospel conversation, what are things that you sometimes pick up on like, oh, this really connects with people or these themes or like this is, this tends to speak to people or maybe it's different with different people or what does that look like? What's been some of your experiences? Yeah, yeah, I think the most general one that seems to, uh, that people, or at least of recent, uh, I've noticed this, maybe it's just being back at Georgia State in downtown, but oh. um, is wild thoughts. Wild thoughts. <laughs> One of recent that uh, I found to be quite interesting is the, um, the we, we would talk about like the power dynamic, mm -hmm. right? So that, like it's a high spiritual culture. So we're talking about things like crystals and um, tarot cards, stuff like that. So I've been meeting people like that. Okay. Uh, and so getting opportunities to, so I, yeah, I'm just like looking at things that people are wearing. So I ask, hey, why do you wear the crystals? Or what's that onk? Or what's this or that? Um, and getting to talk through, I'll, I'll stick to the power dynamic, but the yeah. idea that like, hey, Jesus has power over these, over demons, over spiritual forces, over spiritual powers, and getting to, to talk out, talk through a whole myriad of ways from the scriptures and way uh, and how, Jesus asserts his, his power and his authority. Yeah. Um, and so that's been interesting. Um, it's, it's not always the easiest conversation to get into, but um, sometimes it's, <laughs> it's fun to talk about that. In your experience, what, like people who are there, what has led them to that point of cards and, yeah, you know. Yeah, um, for one guy, it was literally just the, it was kind of intriguing to him. Mm -hmm. One dude just had a fear. He was like, yeah, I was in like this smoke shop and they had like tarot cards in it and it scared me. Hmm. He was like, I'm, like, like, I'm not even gonna mess with that. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, okay, like, I was like, why are you scared of that? And so he began to talk about, he's like, well, I know, he's like, I think like demons are real. And like, I know people, they like be doing voodoo dolls. He's like, mm -hmm. I'm not trying to get killed cause somebody's sticking me with a needle mm -hmm. um, or whatever. And so um, I just got to share with him. He's like, dude, like that stuff is real. Yeah, right, and I, I can understand why that brings fear, but for me, like, I, I don't fear that stuff as much, not because I deny its power, but because yeah. I belong to one who's more powerful than that. Mm. Um, and he was like, wow, like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I was like, so um, I'm not gonna go dabble around in that stuff. Like, God's pretty clear, like, we shouldn't mm. be engaging in black magic and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but there's, I, be, I belong to the Supreme King who's already put death to the one whom they're tapping into to try to get power. Mm. It's like, why would I serve a lesser power? Um, and I was like, that's the same thing I'd offer to you. Like, dude, you don't have to live in fear of tarot sure. cards or whatever other reign is going on in the world because, yeah. um, because of who Jesus is. So follow him. Um, and he was like, he was, it was an intriguing conversation for him. That's really good. Um, yeah, and then some people, I, I think, sadly, um, I wouldn't say I've met a witch quite yet or anyone like that. Okay. I think some, some people, I have some friends, they're like, oh, uh, one of my friends, he just got back from Thailand, Josh, mm -hmm. and, um, there was somebody there and they were like, there was some type of dark force here. Mm -hmm. And in order to try to like, if you know, if I'm gonna be messed up by the dark force, well, I might as well just try to be with it. And then yeah. it continued to mess up their life. I haven't met anybody like that. Okay. Um, but I think one thing that's, I think that's scary for me is just like ignorance. Mm. People are engaging in things or yeah. wearing things. And sometimes it's just style choices. I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's fair. But people are doing stuff and it's just like, dude, you don't know what you're messing with. Yeah. And like, you're potentially setting yourself up to be in a really messed up place. Mm. Um, and I want to help you know, like, hey, if, you know, if you're wearing something for style, like, okay, I understand that. But if you're like starting to do some things that 
you're tampering with dark stuff that you don't know about. Like, I'm just letting you know you're opening yourself up for attack and yeah. for chaos. That's what this dominion of darkness has been about from the jump. Yeah, um, yeah and so I think that, that makes me just super sad. I think, like, yeah. people are ignorant to dark spiritual forces in the world. So <laughs> that was a surprise to me. Yeah. Um, what about for you? Because Well, I was just going to say, to your point, I feel like, it's not that what you, what you said to the one guy. Like, it's not that you don't believe in those things. You think, like, oh, this is silly. This is weird, but whatever. It's like, no, I do believe in these things. And like, this is dark, and this <laughs> yeah. is like, you are giving into, like, the enemy of God. Yeah. And like, and God ultimately, like, you will be an enemy of God. Correct. Right. Like, that's part of like this biblical narrative. Of, it's not just like, oh yeah, there's this dark force that's mm -hmm. running around, whatever. But we ally ourselves whether it's through dark like through witchcraft and things like that or even just idolatry or you know making our own kingdoms whatever it is like we set ourselves up to be the enemies of god um, which then makes like the whole redemptive narrative like of jesus so beautiful yeah. like it's the same like back to the star wars thing right <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. vader like becomes the bad guy yeah. it's not just like oh he's struggling like he straight up becomes what most people would say today like the number one villain of all film, yeah. right? Yet, like, he still needs to be redeemed and can be redeemed, Correct. right? And that, like, in his case, it was, like, the love of a son, but just in our case, like, and we have set ourselves up as the enemy, as the bad guy, and God, as a loving father, is like, no, 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 I still have planned for you to ultimately be in my kingdom, yeah. so I'm going to bring you in, like, work it this way. Um, for me, yeah, I think... A lot of it tends to hinge either on, I, I don't know, I feel like for a while it was like people who, they're just like, one thing fails after the next, mm -hmm. right? And I think that's the easiest thing. Yeah. I think of India, and the people that come the quickest to faith in India are the untouchables, right? The ones who are looked down upon, yeah. have no place in society. You see the Bible, and you see how Jesus, um, some of like his biggest fruit, if you will, comes with women and the sick and the crippled and kids and it's those who are oppressed in society yeah. don't have a place and it's like no Jesus wants to give you a place Jesus gives you honor Jesus invites you in yeah. I think where sometimes it gets hard I think when we did a lot of stuff at tech it's like oh a lot of people I would run into are like fine by their mm -hmm. eyes and they're not looking for anything and it always makes me think of the uh, like it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a yes. needle than like a rich man to come into heaven yes. of like I feel like a lot of people that I'll interact with are like, oh, I, I'm fine. Like, I don't need a God. I don't need it. Like, I'm good. My life is good. And so it's like, okay, how do I reach out to someone of like, man, if you have need, like, Jesus meets that need, right? If you're worried about these dark forces, like, hey, Jesus is powerful over them. But if you're like, I'm good, I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, I have to somehow get you to realize, yeah. like, you're not actually Correct. as good as you think you Correct. are, Correct. you know? Correct. Which I feel like most people probably aren't. They just like, that's their initial kind of um, smoke screen or barrier they put up. I'm like, no, everything's fine in my life. Right. And it's like, I guarantee you it's not. Yep. Like, there's there's got to be something here. Um, but are they willing to open that up to, to you, to yeah. us, to whomever, yeah. to God, but even just to themselves, right? Because sometimes right. like people won't even admit to themselves like, oh, there's something wrong or I'm looking for something. Um C.S. Lewis writes about like us. I don't even know what the quote is, but something along the lines. Um, Amisha could probably tell us because he loves Clive. Um, good old Clive. But it's something along the lines of like, 
we're all looking for something to fulfill this like hole that we have of like it points out that we're made for something more right if nothing on this earth can satisfy what we're looking for then ultimately we must be made for something that's not yeah 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 yeah. something to those lines clive probably said it better than i did so that's fine he's a genius when i think about it like if, if i'm sharing with someone like that I love to go to like Ecclesiastes 2, hmm. um, where the teacher is is essentially beginning to state his case about how he feels that uh, <laughs> life is futile to Vanity, chasing after this. Yes. Yeah. And um, he just begins to say, like, he's like, yeah, he's like, so I, I endeavor to test everything uh, according to wisdom. And then he just <laughs> gives this like, <laughs> <laughs> what was I that? Like so. That's okay. You uh, test everything to wisdom. Yeah, yeah. So right. So he begins uh, to say, "I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna test everything through wisdom." And then he just gives this, essentially, laundry list of things. He says, "I had entertainers. I had women. I mm-hmm. had houses. I had gardens. I had it just power, money, wow. all of this stuff." And he says, "Then at the end of it, he's like, well, I equated to, it was a chasing after the wind." Mm. Um, and I, I, I find myself coming back to that just as a simple reminder. Um, like, and if, if I build my life around these things, they will crumble on me. Yeah. And then he begins to kind of articulate each of those things throughout the course of Ecclesiastes. Not every single one of them, um, but I think it's a great place to start, you know, a book where you're going to wrestle with the tension of life. Good things that God has given that he's mm-hmm. created for us to enjoy, but also the, the, the tendency that we have to, to make them idols in our life where we worship them and think that that's all that life has. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I come back there all the time and I think, as, I, as people start to share areas where they have need, I'm like, yeah. hey, the, the scriptures relate with you on this, and they're trying to point you to this idea that what God is calling you to is to fear Him mm-hmm. and to keep His commands. Yeah. Um, and the promise to that, Jesus, as Jesus would say in John 8, like, those who keep my commands, they'll never see death. Like, yeah. That's a beautiful promise. I think as you say that, it just makes me think of, like, as we talk about sharing the gospel, discipleship, building gospel relationships, evangelism, missions, like, all of those things. A passage I often go to is like Acts 17 and seeing that dynamic there of Paul speaks to these people mm-hmm. in a way that makes sense to them, totally. right? You look at these quotes there and it's like, oh, there's no Old Testament references. Why not? It's because he's quoting like Greek philosophers, They're people, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's quoting them. So it's like, in one sense, we do want to find ways of like, all right, how can I speak this in a way that makes sense to you? Yeah. How can I like clearly communicate? I'm looking for where is the entry point for whomever I'm talking to, yeah. right? But then in another sense, you get to the end there and it's like someone wanted to kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, some were ready to accept Jesus. Others were like, hey, come back tomorrow and tell us some more because yeah. we're interested, right? And I think in that sense, it's like, all right, yes, there is a place for learning people, building a relationship, having a conversation in a way that makes sense to them, uh, communing the gospel in the way that makes sense to them. But also like this is where the spirit has to come into play of like, is the spirit convicting someone to actually realize like, Oh, I, I need something. Right. I am missing something. Because right. if someone hasn't come to this point of realizing vanity, vanity, they're yeah. like, no, I got, you know, all these, all these women and right. it's great. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Great. It's like, I, you know, I, yeah. I can't convince you otherwise, yeah. you know? Um, and it's like, I think, and even if we want to transition to just talking about evangelism, missions, like how that plays out in the church and what that is, what that means is ultimately... God has to be the one, and God is the one in control of those things, right? Like, He calls us to be laborers and to go out, and I think that is a claim on all of our lives. Um, 
but or a call on our all of our lives but the way that it's made possible is through like what you said like jesus as king reigning having victory and it's made a way for those things right like you look at revelation 7 in every nation tribe and tongue and it's like oh how did these people get here and it's not because oh well somebody shared whatever (laughs) obviously that happens and we are commanded to do that but it's ultimately because oh these are the ones who have washed their robes um white in the blood of the lamb correct and it's like Jesus is the one who's already like won salvation of everyone that's going to uh, like walk in him and accept him. Um, Jesus is the one who like will move people through his spirit to receive him. And so it's like this weird uh, interaction of our obedience Mm -hmm. and like serving God in the way that he commands us to, but also know like, hey, we can't do this, right? Like sometimes it's like, oh, I, I can't convince you that you need this God that you don't even believe correct, in, correct. right? And it's like, all right, this is where prayer comes in. Amen. I like, need to be asking yes. Jesus to be working and all of that. Yes, I was talking with a friend yesterday, and he was mentioning, um, we were talking about some problems in our neighborhood, like prostitution and stuff like that. Mm. And he was reading Mark, uh, where Jesus, you know, Jesus comes, and his, the crowds are like talking to his disciples, and they're like, oh, we can't get the demon out of this guy. And, um, mm. and Jesus is like, yeah, in this case, uh, this one only comes out by prayer. Some of them say prayer and fasting. And my friend was saying, he's like, you know, he's like, there's some things. He's like, I'm so quick to want to do stuff with my hands. Mm. He's like, but I think in some cases, maybe in an instance like, you know, prostitution or something, that's just far bigger than me. I don't have the wisdom to rightly address this. He's like, I think there's just some things that where I need to follow Jesus in this and say, this kind comes out by prayer. Doesn't mean that there doesn't need to be a laying on of hands and a command to come out or a command mm-hmm. to repent or whatever. He's like, but there's, uh, there's some things where we just need to be praying um, and trust that the Spirit of God's going to be working and moving. And there's been plenty of stories like that. Uh, I think about my friend mm-hmm. Dominic. <laughs> yeah. He was like, man, share with that guy, you know, he's got all kinds of things. And then... Um, that last phrase. Like, it's wild. Yeah, wild. It's like I hadn't seen him in a month. And he comes back, he's talking about he's following Jesus. Like, I didn't say nothing. I don't know where he is now. But um, anyways, I think instances like that where it's like at minimum I see that through through faithful mm. prayer over time, regardless of my activity towards him, God is on the move. Um, so Yeah. Um, all right, so here's one. So as we talk about like evangelism and missions and mm-hmm. we're talking about, like, oh, this is how we share the gospel with people, whatever. Yeah, yeah. One, I think we've talked about this through a little bit, but we get all the time like, we'll separate them for a second, just evangelism, but then we'll do the same thing with missions. Like, oh, you're an evangelist. Like, that's your gifting. You go do that. I'm not an evangelist. I'm a this, I'm a that. Like, you go do that. Like, what do you think of that? Of Like, how do we look at spiritual giftings, but also like, are we all called to this? Like, how does that play out? But some are more gifted than others. Correct. Uh, I'll use a, a more, uh, uh, one that we might not go to all the time. Okay. I love um, this. So I, I think about Timothy. Okay. Now some might make an argument. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what the arguments are. Uh, but Paul says, Hey, like exercise the gift that was given to you by the laying on of hands. Okay. I don't know what that gift is. But then later, I believe in 2 Timothy, he commands him, he says, do the work of an evangelist. Mm. I don't know if this evangelism gift or this command to evangelize is the same as this other gift that's kind of Mm. mysterious. But Mm -hmm. from my perspective, let's say with Timothy, there's some gift that he needs to exercise, whatever that might be. But there's also this separate command to do the work of the evangelist. It doesn't matter necessarily what your particular giftedness is. There is a command to carry out this mission of God and Part of what that looks like for us is to be articulating the gospel to people, the life, death, and the resurrection, the ascension of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Um, 
and to do yeah to do the work of an evangelist and so for me i, I think the 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 separate command there do the work of an evangelist hmm. separates this gift that he received through laying of hands and this call to do evangelism so i think for me whatever this gift is that's not your sole responsibility mm -hmm. if anything i'll add this the if we look like with corinthians the gift that you have is used for the edification of the body yeah, not so much good. the evangelization of the world does that make sense yeah so um yeah i think regardless of your giftedness whether you're an evangelist or not it's a, there's a clear command for you to, to go and proclaim so here's what i struggle with if okay. i'm honest is when we talk about spiritual giftings i struggle sometimes of like so I feel like I'm a decent teacher, right? So now do I say like, I've been given the spiritual gift of teaching, which would imply like, oh, the Holy Spirit has made me a good teacher. Mm -hmm. But then I look, I'm like, no, I was like teaching and this is how I was wired before I like ever had the Holy Spirit or was even close right. to him, right? <laughs> so is that still a spiritual gift? Is that like, how did like, when is something like, oh, this is a spiritual gift. This is from the Holy Spirit. This is like him leading, but it's also like, uh, is it, or was I just always this way, or have I always been like this, and God has just like used who I was in his way, but then did it come from the Spirit? Like mm -hmm. what? That's a good question. Yeah. Dude. I don't know if I have an answer. Okay. Um, yeah, because I think I've, I've always asked the question of like, well, how do we know like what these gifts are, what they look like, yeah. those kinds of things. Um, yeah, and what, what's the difference between makeup? And I would love to hear somebody talk on that, because I don't know. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I think that's a good distinction that you're making of like, okay, there's there's something that in the way that God has created me, but then there's this giftedness that I receive from the, the Spirit who himself is a gift to us uh, by the grace of God through our salva through salvation in Jesus. And it's like, well, there's something unique that comes from mm -hmm. him that isn't just a part of my makeup. And I think mm -hmm. it is easy, to your point, I think it's easy to confuse gifts and creation in the way that God's made me. Um, or maybe just mix them together and go, yeah, that's from that's from the spirit, and then just mm. kind of, and it's like maybe there is a little more of a distinguishing way. I just don't know. I don't have a great answer for that. Yeah. No. One thing it makes me think of is you were talking about Corinthians. I even think in Ephesians, I think it's really interesting the way Paul talks about gifts here. Is he's not like, oh, I've given these individuals these gifts, but he says like, I've given to the body mm -hmm. these people yes. as the gifts, right? right? And he's the evangelists, the teachers, the et cetera, the et cetera. And when I think about it like that, to your point of the edification of the body, it's like, oh, there are these people who are wired in this way, and I'm gifting the body with like, okay, here's some evangelists, here's some teachers, I'm saving them, I'm bringing them in, I'm restoring them in it's my good. spirit, so that they can be, for your point in Corinthians, like for the edification of the body, so that, hey, I'm not an evangelist, I'm not good at evangelism, I'm uncomfortable with it, I have anxiety attacks on the sidewalk when I do it, <laughs> but there are people in my life who are gifted evangelists, who God has gifted, who has brought us into the family to help me walk in that obedience Correct. that I'm called to, Correct. right? And you walk in the obedience that you're called to, and it's like, oh, the idea of the Holy Spirit is maybe I'm made up to be one thing, I'm most naturally one thing, and I'm going to be an edification to the body in that way, but trusting the Spirit means like, I'm not a natural evangelist, so I need your Holy Spirit to do it. I need you to bring me people to help me do that so that I can be obedient to who you've made me to hey, be. Amen. Yeah, 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 I'm with that. I, I love that that idea of, uh, I think there's a strength, there's some, there's some, uh, some unity between um, 
personal evangelism doesn't always mean it's just me by myself sharing. Like I think yeah. there's some there's there has to be a communal corporate um, aspect to our evangelism, whether that means I'm going into or we're having some type of gathering and I'm we're inviting our friends into this. I think I think there's comfort there. I think mm. it brings a unique space, right? Jesus Jesus evangelism strategy other than you know there's a go and tell him but he says hey the world when they see your love for one another yeah that's good then they'll know you know that um that i am who i say i am he says john 17 john 13 so it's like there's some aspect to it obviously that it needs to be shared right i'm not going to deny that fact but um there's both an individual telling but there's a corporate nature people mm-hmm. need to see the community of god and the interaction of the saints amongst one another and with them to mm-hmm. the outsider if you will um and so, yeah, I, I think, yeah, you're spot on that um, I need people around me that are more gifted than I am yeah. in this particular thing to help me be obedient, uh, to spur me along, yeah. to come with me, to give me courage um, to go and, and be obedient. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. That's really good. So evangelism missions usually get, like, overlapped in some way people talk about. Um, before we even get into that, like, what our role is and how we play out and how, that li- how we live that out, how would like i've realized this recently i think we talked about this of not growing up in the church i started following jesus in a college setting in a church who's very active and like this is what it means like means to be obedient to the great commission Mm -hmm. making disciples of all nations this is how you get this is how this plays out now i'm retroactively realizing like for people that come from all backgrounds and walks of different churches when they hear the word missions they have all sorts of thoughts and different people to think different things so if we start talking about missions like how would you define that or like what yeah missions uh-huh. plural uh oh uh d- d- <laughs> you tell me okay krogers yeah. okay um yeah so if i hear the book of matthews yeah matthews um so i, I think i can make I'm, i might be able to make a distinction between maybe i don't know if i can do it Okay. I don't know if I can do that, if I can make that distinction. Are you going to say mission versus missions? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I was like, because I, that's language that we use. Okay. But I don't necessarily, because I, if I talk about the mission of God, it's God bringing his reign, his authority, his kingdom mm-hmm. to, to the whole of the world and calling people to, to live under his reign and his authority, right? So we go mm-hmm. and we proclaim Jesus as Lord and call people to live and be obedient under him, right? Paul gets on that idea of like mm-hmm. the obedience of faith. It's good. Um, right, and so we recognize he is the son of David. He is the king. He has come to bring his reign and will bring his reign finally and fully on the day of his return. And so now we have an opportunity to live under that reign now as we look forward to that reign, right? And so um, we go and we call people to follow this king. Um, I just think there, there is a, uh, so right, so generally that's how I would define, real generally, like that's the mission mm. of God. But there's, there is a place where mm. that needs to, t- like, mm-hmm. and there are places that probably have greater need than others. There mm-hmm. are places that have greater need than others. Um, and so there, there is that nation's component, okay. right? Um, this is a little wonky. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not putting this together as cleanly as possible. Um, right, but I, I think it's easy to, um, to miss, yeah, to miss those, that nation, the all mm. nations idea, right? So for me, when I hear the word missions, um, my mind thinks I'm, I want to bring the reign of God and the kingdom of God and the salvation of God mm. to all nations, right? There is, there is a very 
global aspect to mm -hmm. that. Um, do you have a cleaner definition? Um, I, I think part of the reason why I think it's so hard to define is because it's not something that's like in the Bible, and so then we make this other word <laughs> in this other category, and then we have to define this outside of the Bible, and it's complicated. Correct. Um, I think a couple things. I think one, because it's not in the Bible, I look at words that are in the Bible, right? Mm -hmm. Like the word missionary isn't there, but we do see words like ambassadors. Yeah. We see words like laborers. Yeah. Um, we see words like sent ones. Yeah. Right. And so knowing in Jesus and through his spirit, we have been sent to represent him to the nations mm -hmm. um, and sent ambassadors. What was the other one I said? You said... Uh, Ambassadors. Ambassadors, sent ones, laborers. Laborers, and to labor mm -hmm. here and like to see his kingdom come, right? Yeah. To labor for his kingdom. That is our role, right? And so it's like, if we start talking, like using words like that, that are biblical, of like, oh, I don't know what a missionary is. Okay, well, you are a laborer for Jesus. Mm -hmm. You are a servant of Jesus to obey him in his kingdom, right. obeying his great, his great commission and his great commandment. Yeah. Um, you have been sent by Jesus into the world just as he sent, just as the Father sent the Son, so the Son has sent us, amen, right? Amen. So I think of those things, um, and that's a call on all of us. Yep. But then I also think, if we are going to use the word mission, I'm like, okay, mission statement, right? I think companies like, what is a mission statement here? And I'm like, to your point, God's mission from jump is to establish his kingdom, um, Period. Yeah. To establish his kingdom <laughs> where all people rule in his kingdom over the rest mm -hmm. of earth. Um, and that is multiplied yeah. across the earth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, okay. So we are on earth now. We are a part of his mission and a part of his kingdom to see that all people everywhere across the earth, that his image has been multiplied mm -hmm. across the earth. And I think when you start getting into the nation's idea I think, again, like this has been from the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. Genesis 1 is fill the earth, earth. with yeah. my image, right? Genesis uh, 6, where's Babel? 6? No. 7. It's no, it's 11. 11. 11. It's right before Abram. Um, so Genesis 11, you get all these languages now. All of these nations have been formed. Mm -hmm. And what blows my mind about Genesis 12 is Genesis 1 through 11 Hum like, go read it again. Like, humanity is clearly the enemy of God. Like, it is God versus people. God's angry at people, so he kicks them out. People are wilding, so he sends a flood. Like, God is trying to fix, correct, because people have made themselves as the enemy of God. Then they start trying to build a way to God, and he's like, nope, not let that happen. Making nations, I'm s s dispersing you, s separating you, splitting you up. Um, and then Genesis 12, he comes in, and like these people that have like been walking as God's enemies, he's like, I'm going to bless them. Mm -hmm. And he re goes out to Abram and he's like, Abram, I'm going to bless you that you may be a blessing to the nations. Mm -hmm. Like that is my goal. I've created these nations so that they can be blessed by my presence. Yeah. You go be that blessing. Um, so now I think of, okay, so God wants to bless all the nations that he's created. Revelation 7, that's going to happen. That's already been won by Jesus. So what's my role? Is my role just like, I live in this nation. I'm going to serve here. Like, that's it. And I think where I push back on that is, man, oh, there's a need in my neighborhood. There's a need here. 100%, right? Um, so go share the gospel with your neighbors, yeah. right? Um and, not but, but and, so you start there, you are being faithful to share the gospel where God has put you. Mm -hmm. And 
wait, there are billions of people that live not only not following Jesus like your neighbor, but don't even have access to Jesus, right? And so when we start talking about the nations, we get into the fact that like, oh, 60% of people groups like have no access to Jesus, don't have any Christians, don't have a Bible in their language, right? Out of 6,000 languages, like 600 of them have Bibles. So it's like, oh, there's a whole bunch of Bible or languages that don't have Bibles, don't have access to Jesus. And if Jesus says in Matthew 24, 14, this gospel will be preached to all nations and then the end will come. And if we talk about wanting Jesus to come back, it's like, well, there's a lot of work to be done before that's going to happen, yeah. right? Of like, there are these nations that haven't heard, don't have access. So how do we be a part of that, right? Whether that's going, whether that's being a part of movements, supporting those who go, whatever it is. And I think that's where you get into like, as a church, okay, maybe some go and some don't, but as a church, like we are to be a sending church yeah. and mission, right? If the mission of God is to see people from every nation redeemed and we look at the state of the earth and we see those nations that haven't been reached yet, it's like, oh, this is our starting point. How do we be about God's mission and labor to see that happen? We have already been sent out. So walking in that as his ambassadors representing him, his kingdom to this world. Yeah. Yeah. So we just spent some time talking about evangelism separately, talking about... uh, the mission of God separately, yep. and um, so you're like not. They often get slammed together. Mm-hmm. So help us think through what are some healthy ways to think through those two things together. Do they belong together? Should they yeah. be separate? What do you? Evangelism is the good news yes. of the gospel, um, proclaiming the good news of the gospel, Amen. and the mission of God is to see His kingdom restored Amen. and built up. Yep. And so I think those things go together with like the mission of God is to see his kingdom proclaimed and to see people brought into that, right? So it brings us back to the beginning of, as we're talking through different movies and different ways Mm -hmm. that we see the gospel kind of represented even in film of people who don't intend to do that. Um, It's, okay, we are a great, again, biblical word and way to think through this is we are ambassadors, right? And so we, wherever we are, where we live, work, and play, how do we represent Jesus in a way that he is made known yeah. um, and that we proclaim like, repent, the kingdom of God is at hand, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's locally where we live and then also considering how does that take place globally, yeah. right? So not that there's not, when we, again, when we think about the kingdom of God, there is no brokenness, no sickness, mm-hmm. no X, Y, Z, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so when we go to places and we proclaim this good news, it yeah. does look like, Man, what does it look like to establish a kingdom yes. here, right? Um, and so we do want to help, aid, care for schools, those types of things. But if it's ever in absence of the good news of how that's become, mm-hmm. right? And it's just like, oh, God wants you to have a good school and a yeah. good whatever. Yes, but he's won that for you by Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so those things have to go together, yeah. right? And so ultimately the mission is how do we see Jesus proclaimed everywhere? And how do we evangelize, take that good news to places that it hasn't been done yet? Starting with our neighbor and ending with someone on the other side of the globe. Yeah.